Welcome to Humanity Works podcast series, Being Human in Uncertain Times, Navigating Relationships During COVID-19. I'm Kate Bresky Zoomer, founder and chief inspiration officer at Humanity Works. Our series, Being Human in Uncertain Times, COVID-19, provides practical tips to help us all navigate relationships at home and at work during this unprecedented time in history. After our second article, Unlock the Magic of Disconnection, published, several of you shared big sighs of relief, realizing you could give yourself permission to disconnect. Today, Untethered, How to Navigate Competing Needs, takes a look at how to live and work sheltered in place with others who are energetically different from you. Untethered. When you hear that word, what comes to mind? When Debbie, my co-creator, was a kid, she spent the summers camping and boating at the lake. One of the most freeing feelings was floating aimlessly, untethered in the curtain. Relaxed, she would succumb to the current and let it take her wherever it wanted. It provoked feelings of both being free and safe. Okay, the truth is that sense of freedom and safety was in part because she had a life jacket on and was fully capable of swimming back herself back to shore. Circumstances are everything when you are untethered. And right now, we are in unusual circumstances. The current around us moves swiftly and feels dangerous. We are each searching for our metaphoric life jacket and trying to figure out what we are capable of controlling. We want to feel free and safe, but right now, there isn't much of that going around. So what is possible? We recently came across the works of Michael A. Singer, New York Times bestselling author, The Untethered Soul. In his book, he introduced the idea of inner energy and examines the cause of its sources and fluctuations. He offers the concept of reaching a state of well-being and acceptance by letting life flow through you without ever blocking its stream of energy. That last part really caused the control freaks inside of each of us to rear up. What would it be like to just accept what comes your way and just let it flow through you? What would that look like now? Well, in the 1960s, psychologist Carl Jung was the first person to describe the two personality extremes, introverts and extroverts. His thinking defined introverts and extroverts based on how they regain energy, meaning how do we restore ourselves? At the end of a long, hard day, do you want to be out and about, surrounded by a lot of friends, or would you rather head home with a nice glass of wine, a soft fire, and a good movie? We decided to revisit the dynamics and differences in those of, of us with more introverted energy and those with more extroverted energy. The outcome of this exploration generated some thoughts on how to navigate those differences and embrace greater flow, now that we are living and working in much closer proximity to one another. With credit to the writing of Dr. Timothy Legg, let's start by getting on the same page with this vocabulary. Introverts. An introvert is often thought of as quiet, reserved, and a thoughtful individual. They don't seek out special attention or social engagements, as these events can leave them feeling exhausted and drained. Introverts know when they've maxed out and need to recharge their batteries. Some common personality traits of introverts are prefer time to themselves and working alone, have a close circle of friends and like it that way, are introspective and curious, and oftentimes are drained by social interaction 
actions, and many zone out of situations that feel too chaotic or uncomfortable. Extroverts. An extrovert seeks out interactions, conversations, and social stimulation. They thrive in the frenzy of a busy environment. Extroverts find too much alone time drains their natural energy, and they need to recharge their internal batteries by being around other people. Some common personality traits of extroverts are enjoy social settings, they don't like or need a lot of alone time, thrive around people and have large circle of friends, they're outgoing and optimistic, and don't shy from risk, prefer to talk out problems or questions. Now, there is, of course, a spectrum for both traits. Personality traits are part of everyone's evolution and growth as individuals. They are part of what makes us unique. Over a lifetime, our tendencies can change. And to, to illustrate this, we offer ourselves up as examples. Deb recalls the first time she was typed as an introvert. She wondered how this could be because her job as the head of a nonprofit organization required her to be out in front of people all day, every day, interfacing with a wide range of people. By her outward behavior, one would have thought her to be an extrovert until she realized her introverted qualities were about how she reco recovers from the ener energetic expenditure of the day. She had learned to express extroverted qualities in her day-to-day -day work, but refilling her energy was and remains a solitary experience. To this day, I personally can see when her wheels are spinning and we're talking about something, I need to be quiet so she can gather her brilliant ideas and then share them with me. Without a doubt, I am an extrovert, tried and true. I joke and say that I don't know what I'm thinking until the words come out of my mouth, and that is so true. As an extrovert, I truly do process my thoughts by speaking out loud. I am energized by being around other people, and I love sharing ideas with them. But that doesn't mean as an extrovert that I don't need time on my own, because I absolutely do. The end of the day comes swiftly for me. There is little conversation for me past 8.30 p.m., and anybody who knows me knows that. After that witching hour, I retreat into a solitary place to wind down and refuel. So what happens when we work closely together or, shock and horror, shelter in place for weeks at a time with a mix of introvert and extroverts? Carl Jung wrote, the meeting of two personalities is like the contact of two chemical substances. If there is any reaction, both are transformed. So how do we do this? The secret is knowing as extroverts and introverts, we need different things from one another and our surroundings. Author and speaker Susan Cain has written a terrific book on this topic, Quiet, How to Be an Introvert in a World That Can't Stop Talking. We highly recommend her work. She deepens awareness about the qualities of both introverts and extroverts, and she offers important insights on how, as a society, we have moved towards overvaluing extroversion and away from valuing introversion. We offer a few tips and techniques from the perspective of the other side of introverts and extroverts, perhaps a chance to find uh, new ways of being together. So extroverts. Extroverts, think about how you can put energy towards noticing what the people around you need. 
you are a great host. So think about your interactions with others as a chance to notice and embrace what they need. So be okay with science, silence. If you are leading a discussion or want input, this can be challenging to not have anyone talk. Your mind might be racing. You might be ready to brainstorm, but everyone does not work that same way. Others may need time to think before they offer ideas. So learn to pause and give folks a few minutes to think or write down their ideas. To manage your own energy during periods of silence, focus on your own thoughts. Get curious about your own ideas and jot them down or doodle. This silence won't last forever. Another tip, offer to help. With shelter in place may restrict your typical social interactions. There are a lot of people in need. How can you get your needs for interaction with others met, albeit in different ways than you are used to? What gifts do you have to offer another human being? Even the smallest expression can make a difference. Look around and get creative. And last tip, notice others. One of your superpowers is your energetic pull towards other people. So check in with the quieter voices in your world. How are they doing? What do they need? How can you navigate this together? Negotiate between what you need and how you can best serve one another right now. Introverts. You tend to have keen observation skills and listen in a very focused way. Put these superpowers to use, helping those around you see possibilities where they might see limitations. Embrace some chaos. People need to release pent-up energy. Where can you get creative and help some energetic chaos come to life in a way that also works for you? Knowing this is needed, how can you help orchestrate periods for that energy to be released? We are loving the 7, 7 p.m. pot banging and singing that is routinely erupting in some cities. Here in Colorado, everyone's howling like wolves at that time. It's a great example of controlled chaos, all for a great cause. Next, capture the moments. We are living in historic times. Our stories will be told and retold. Future generations are being shaped by the times we are living in. In moments of solitude and introspection, consider capturing the feelings, all of the goodness and the messy hard parts. Interview and observe people. Creative outlets of many kinds, photos, journals, stories, poetry, painting, video, music, the list goes on, can be used to capture your perspective of this significant period in time. And lastly, voice your needs. If something is not working for you, let those around you know that it's not working for you. No one can read your mind. The trick here is to speak from your point of view without making the other person wrong. If their big, loud energy is challenging you, that is about you, not them. Be clear about what you are experiencing and what's working for you and get into a conversation. Use curiosity as a means to generate solutions that will work better for both of you. And by doing this, you help other recognize a broader range of possibilities that they can see. Know you are loved and worthy of giving voice to your needs. We are a messy mix of humans, all working and living together with competing needs. This historic period of sheltering in place provides a unique opportunity to navigate the differences that make us who we are. Search for your center, that place of well-being and acceptance. Notice where you are letting life flow through you and perhaps where, where you are blocking its stream. 
you are growing as a human. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We gave you a lot to think about. So if you want to read this article, Untethered, How to Navigate Competing Needs, you can check it out on our website, humanityworks.com. And join us next time when we'll be talking about how to consciously reset. Until then, be safe.